the bully when cats used to harmonize like <laughs> yo yo my men and my women don't forget about the day this is not the most the king yo it's about a thing welcome to this week's brunch culture my name is Randall Keith, and I'm joined by my incredible co-host, Ms. Lisa Victoria. Hey. We want to kick this brunch culture off with highlighting some, some good events that happened this past week. Uh, we, we celebrated the Black Independence Day, also known as Juneteenth. Yes. For those of you guys that don't know, Juneteenth is, uh, c- commemorates the event on June 19, 1865, when General Gordon Grander stood on the balcony of the Ashton vi- Villa in Galesville. Galveston, Texas, to declare that President Abraham Lincoln had set all slaves free. Um, this, for you guys that don't know about it, this Black Independence Day or Juneteenth is a holiday that is kind of seeming to fade, and we just want to encourage everybody to do a little research, get some more information about it, and make that a holiday that you add to your calendar and you celebrate with your family and friends. And here on Brunch Culture, we w- just want to take a brief moment to cheer for Juneteenth. All right. So we're thankful for Juneteenth and our independence as African Americans. Awesome. Definitely. Most definitely. And speaking of uh, events that happened this week, Miss Lisa, there was uh, some pretty uh, big event that happened this past Sunday. Uh, It's not a big event. It wasn't a big event? I mean, for me, it was a depressing event. Depressing. I mean, I think, you know, for a lot of people, it was a very big event. We got a lot of good memes. Um, you know, some people had some hurt feelings. I know a couple people that actually lost some bets. Uh, let's let the people know what happened, Lisa. Um, you know, we suffered a loss. Um, we was going for the three-peat. We, we missed it, but it's okay. It wasn't really our fault. You know, the air condition and... Uh, Game one really threw us off, the cramps. And, you know, it was just hot in here. And I really think the Spurs sabotaged the whole thing. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's what happened. So the heat from game one is just carried over yeah. to each other game. You just It just kind of knocks y'all off. That wasn't. It, we, you know, it's our supporting cast. The, the Spurs have a good, they play good fundamental basketball. All their team is excellent. Every single person they contribute. It was just. We'll get it next year. You'll get it next yeah, year. Yeah, but King James is still on the throne oh, of basketball. Okay. Well, it sounds like you're having some issues, Lisa, with uh, facing the truth and accepting some responsibilities for the failure of your praise team. Is that? It sounds like it might be your case. So that kind of leads us into our topic uh, of talking about people who can't take personal responsibility. <laughs> So I'll just let you go ahead on and talk about that, Lisa. Maybe since you, you know, it sounds like you're dealing with it. Maybe you can speak to people that kind of have that issue. Well, I, you know, I don't think the heat loss has anything to do with our main topic today. Okay. Um, but we could just go ahead into it. Uh, today's main topic has to do with relationships, whether family, friend, or lovers. People who can't take personal responsibility. We've all met those people yes every time something happens it's somebody else's fault 
they didn't have the right they didn't have they always tell you what they didn't have why they couldn't do yeah. or how it's your fault they can't apologize their favorite words and apologies or are, are if i offended you <laughs> oh that's a pet peeve yeah when if i came to you and they say if i offended you i can't deal yeah i mean you might as well not even apologize that's just saying it's just kind of a waste of my time and your breath i always like to tell people <laughs> You know, on your deathbed, you will probably live a couple seconds longer if you didn't waste time telling me something I didn't need to hear if I offended you. Well, if you didn't offend me, we probably wouldn't even have this conversation and you probably wouldn't even have to recognize the possibility of offending me. So just don't waste it. Just don't say it. It's okay. Just, you know, save me some time. But I can definitely talk about people that don't accept personal responsibilities. I say this all the time to people I don't care if you're in a relationship, if you're on a team, you're working on a work project, you guys are just sitting together uh, playing tic-tac-toe. If it fails, we both have ownership in this failure. And all I ask you to do is just recognize your ownership. I'll even, I'm willing to accept the most of the, 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 the majority of the blame, but I just want you to acknowledge, you know, hey, I'm responsible for this failure and you know, let's do some, let's figure out what we can do as a unit or a team to work on it. And I find that a lot of people have problems with acknowledging their wrongs and their failure, but they still want the team to work together. And that's just not going to happen. I, I can't do that. I, I spent a lot of time um, dealing with this issue um, this past summer. Um, and I read this book called How to Deal with Difficult People. Mm. And one of the things in the book was people who can't take personal responsibility and how frustrating that is. And one of the, the author of the book, Ms. Um, Jane Hunt, said, well, June Hunt, I'm sorry, said that people who can't take responsibility, sometimes it stems from a personal childhood issue mm. where as a child they were always told they were wrong. And so in their adult life, they can't be wrong because as a child it was always pushed in them that you're wrong or they were never appreciated or valued as a child. So now because they couldn't get over that, they can't take responsibility in adulthood. So they get stuck in adolescence. So in essence, it's kind of like a defense mechanism, I would say. Like I'm defending my belief or my uh, the idea that I'm not a screw up as I was told as a kid. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. I think, well... Yeah, I kind of think some people just <laughs> are cowards and can't accept their own responsibility. That's a whole nother topic. Um, I think that, yeah, I, I can definitely see that. Um, I think probably I would imagine that some of that has to do with uh, some insecurities as well. You know, um, I don't I don't think anybody likes being the loser or likes being wrong. And so some of that is kind of a cover-up to say, hey, you know, I want to be able to say that I have things right or I'm doing it right. And it's not... It's not my fault. Like, what I did was perfect, and I put my best p foot forward, so I know that my best foot was correct, if you will. Mm -hmm. And two, I think we have to acknowledge the fact that pride keeps us from having healthy relationships. Mm. When pride is present, love is absent. And you have to keep that in mind. And if you want love to flow through your relationships, whether they be family, friends, or lovers, you have to be able to say, I'm sorry, I take responsibility, and I'm more concerned with the relationship than being right. And most most of us in this society are so prideful, 
we would rather be right than to maintain right relationships. So basically, you're saying that we need to employ a great deal of humility in order for this to work. So as someone, let's say I'm someone that's working with somebody or I'm dealing with somebody that is failing to take on personal responsibility for their actions or the things that they've done. What types of things could I do to assist that person? Or should I simply just say, I throw in the towel, towel and I'm, I'm out? I think that love pursues, um, depending on the situation. Now, sometimes with love, it could get a little sticky. Even with friendships, it could get a little sticky. With family, it could get a little sticky. But I think that humility always wins. No matter if I, if I, you can't argue by yourself or you can't continue to be right. If I step out of the situation and say, oh, you got it, then what can really be done? Like, you'll feel stupid, like, trying to argue with yourself. Or I think the best way to handle it is to continue to be nice. It frustrates people to no end. If they're nasty to you or if they can't take responsibility and you say, you know what, it's on me. Well, does that that I just would think that that's a little bit of a challenge because then in my mind that person isn't growing. So here I am, stuck around this leech that I have to continue to be humble and be nice to, and they're literally sucking the life out of me because every time we run into a problem, it's well you did this and this person did this and this person did this and you didn't do anything. You never hold yourself accountable for anything. Am I not failing that person by not making them? Uh, believe or or understand their fault? I think you can acknowledge it in a way that doesn't necessarily isn't necessarily combative and say this is is what you did wrong and I see there's a pattern in our relationship where you never take responsibility or you always flip it. The 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 typical thing even in I'm sure in most dating relationships you have flippers. Everybody knows what that is. Oh, so you coming at me with a problem? Oh, I got a problem for you. So why didn't you bring that problem up <laughs> when you had it? Why Why is it now tit for tat? I remember Kevin Hart stand up. He was like, if you ever want to frustrate a woman, just get loud. Her yeah. voice, she can't stand a certain amount of volume from a man. So he was like, his wife confronted him and was like, I saw you with her. I saw you with her, Kevin. And he was like, I'm tired of you leaving the microwave on, on high. And he just said something random and walked out. And she was like, I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't know about the microwave on. I'm sorry, I thought you liked it on high. And he, he flipped it on her. And sometimes people do that. They'll flip it on you so you're not talking about the issue and so they don't have to take personal responsibility. That's definitely true. That's one of the things. Talk about pet peeves. One of the things that gets under my skin. If we are having, if I'm not even arguing with you, but I'm coming to you to simply point out an issue that I had, and you say, well, you do it too. <laughs> I, I turn into the Incredible Hulk. I want to slam the phone down. I ju- I'm just like, wait, 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 look, 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 look. And I always go back to the, the simple, well, if I jump off a bridge, you're going to jump off the bridge too? Like, don't tell me that you're validated in your actions because I've done it or I do it too. Well, clearly it wasn't a problem for you prior to 
me bringing it up. So let's discuss what I brought to you in terms of your actions. Let's don't, don't bring it back to what I did. We can talk about that later. But in this moment, we really need to deal with what's going on with you. I think, you know, I'm, I'm listening to what you're saying. And I, as you talk, there's a couple people I could probably uh, apply what you just said to apply some love and some understanding. But I am with the people out there that just understand that sometimes it's hard and sometimes it's just a lot easier and a lot more peaceful for you to say, hey, two fingers like a player, I'm out of here. Yeah, but I think that one of the things that our society has a problem with is committing to difficult relationships. Mm. And you can't love somebody until, I, I say this, love isn't tested until uh, we have our difficult moments. If True. I can't get through True. difficult moments with you, love never abandons a person. True. Now, there is some necessity where you need to abandon people in times of abuse when people are cheaters, you know, if y'all, those kinds of things, those kinds of things, sometimes you can't, you can't stay for, right. you, you have to love from a distance. But sometimes the relational friction we have in friendships, it can be worked through. And we, sometimes we run to other relationships only to find out years in a couple years, you'll have that same problem. So if I never overcome it with you, I'll keep having to go through this same process with other people. And the reality is nobody's perfect in every relationship, whether family, friends, or lovers, you're going to have friction. And you have to work through it at some point. That's definitely true. I think I can, again, you preaching to me. I didn't even <laughs> expect to get preached to today <laughs> on Brunch Culture. But, no, it's definitely, it's, it's definitely something that I recognize and I've been able to apply it to certain relationships, but understanding that there is no such thing as a perfect relationship. And it's funny because I, genuine, I generally can't say that somebody is a very close friend if we haven't had some sort of obstacle. We don't have to be at each other's throat, but if we've never been able to resolve some sort of conflict, I'm always a little shaky about how in-depth we can go because, you know, you I think you really get to see who a person really is yeah. when they're upset. When I get mad, that's when you know, oh, that's yeah. the kind of And I feel like mean. anger brings out the real you. And if I haven't seen you when you're angry, I don't know who you really are. Hmm. So the people who've seen me when I'm angry are the people who I'm closest to because they know me at all different. They know me at every level. If you only know me as at the very shallow level, then I can't say that our friendship is that deep because I haven't the, all the layers and the math yeah, hasn't come yeah. off. And I don't think that people could my I'm always it always interests me that people could get another person upset if they don't care about them. It takes a lot for you to get for me to get upset, but I have to really care about you right, for me right, to get mad. Right. I'm not I'm not the type of person that get mad in traffic because I don't. But let it if it's somebody that really close to me in my inner circle. If they do something, then I will get upset. Well, I can't speak for not getting mad in traffic because <laughs> I'm a recovering penny thrower. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that was like in my high school days. One of my friends kind of <laughs> taught me this thing of, you know, throw a penny and save your life because just make you feel better. Um, and so, yeah, 
know, you know I'm recovered. I don't do it anymore. That's I a new promise. one on me. I never heard of a penny I have girl. A, I had a, a thing of pennies on my left side, and I would just pull it out and just, you know, throw two cents at somebody <laughs> to make their day. It just, you know, made their day made me feel good. But, no, I definitely, I definitely understand what you're saying. And, you know, I mean, you're helping me even in my driving skills. I think I'll... I'll just say, hey, look, I'm not invested in this person, although you just cut me off, and I just let the person in front of you over being nice, and then you're going to cut me off. I, Yeah. It, thank you, Lisa. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm just saying, I've had to deal with my share of friendships, um, feuds, uh, dating feuds, family feuds, and I can say that the ones you stick it out with is when... When the lo- when you get past that friction, the love is stronger. Definitely, definitely. Versus, because you see me at my worst, and you still you still chose to stay, and that speaks volumes. That's something the other people who may have seen me at my best, and yeah, we may be happy go lucky, and yeah, we may hang out all the time and be buddy buddy, but they haven't seen all sides of you, so you don't know um, if they accept all of you—the good, bad, and the ugly. And so I think that that friction brings out the good, bad, and the ugly. And if I'm willing to accept somebody for with their flaws, then I know it's really love. That's true. That's that's you know what that's definitely true. And I think one of the things that we can leave um, from today knowing and being able to remember and even just share with our users um, is that when we have people that don't take personal responsibilities for their actions, um, we have to figure out different ways to deal with them, to handle them, but to also still get that message um, to them and still love on them. Um, and I think the um, some someone said something that really stuck out to me. It's like the healthiest people to love are the people who love themselves. Because whenever you get close to a person, the fight that they're having with themselves, Mm -hmm. if you're close to them, it becomes the fight that they're having with you. So sometimes the feuds that we're having with people are the feuds that they're having with themselves. And we just get drawn in because we're close to them. And like, like the saying goes, like we said last week, hurt people, hurt people. So if I'm hurt, and you're in my hurt, then you're going to be hurt as well. And I think for those, what I had to learn how to do is for those um, contentious relationships, sometimes in different phases of people's lives, you have to lower your expectations for them. You can't expect them to be that good friend if they're going through a hurt time because they're just not able to give you that. They're not able to give you that love. But give them time, and maybe they will be, and and then there'll be other people in place that can give you that appreciation, that love that you desire, but maybe they're not able to give you that. So lower your expectations, still give them all you can, and that love that you love them with will help them get healed because heal people heal people. That's powerful. That's powerful. So, hey, here at Brunch Culture, we are encouraging you guys to be healed and to love, and therefore you will be able to help your loved ones, your friends, and those people that may be going through some troubled times just walk it out. And that's one of the most important things. That's one of the things that has definitely, I know I can speak to, have that has uh, helped me um, just having people to love me through all of my mess, and that has definitely made all the difference. So we encourage you guys to... Spend that time loving on people, trying to understand where people are coming from, and just being there and sticking those relationships out um, and making sure that you guys can see a brighter day. And on the, and on the other side, there are some times where you need, just need to get out. 
and you you need to ask people around you or get counsel about how you should go about those relationships because some some relationships are dangerous to stay in and you don't need to stick it out close to them you need to stick it out away from them exactly and i will i will leave you guys with this i always say when it's done it's been fun, but I got to run. So that's, that means there's no hard feelings. I'm not mad at you. I'm not going to talk about you behind your back, but I got to go, player. I'll holler at you. Yeah. And make sure you're not bitter with it because bitterness will make you repeat the same behavior that they have. Definitely. It's, hey, you know what? It's not you. It's me. Again, <laughs> it's been fun, but I got to run. I see you throw up the deuces on a lot of people right now. <laughs> I'm like, look, look here, and deuces is my favorite number, so I'm out of here. That's my, all right, it's all right. I, I love you, I appreciate you, but I, I understand don't. sometimes I have to get another friend to give me a pep talk yeah. so I can stay in. <laughs> yeah, my, my, thank God for my two best friends. Um, they, they mean the world to me. I, they know I call them every chance that I get to hash things out, and they're always like, well, you got to look at it from this. One of the things that one of my friends told me, um, was you can't change anyone else. You can only change yourself. So if it's not working, change your perspective. And that has been some of the best advice that I've gotten. Um, I, I I can deal with a lot of stuff and say, you know what? Hey, I just got to change my perspective and <laughs> keep it moving. So again, that's why, hey, my if y'all don't get anything from this episode, you're going to understand and be able to say, it's been fun, but I got it right. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. But today, we also want to leave you with this random topic again. Random topic. Today's random topic has to do with rent agent. It was a story we saw online. It really baffled us, and it was funny, too. Um, I'm not going to lie. I thought it was hilarious. Randall, break down what Renegent is for okay. us. Okay, so Renegent, for you guys that may be wondering, it sounds it is exactly what it sounds. You can actually rent a gent. Um, I'll get, read you just a piece of the website. It says, Rent a Gent is a trusted marketplace of handsome, smart, and talented men on demand, available for rent by the hour. The men are selected by women with women's priorities in mind. Our customers are smart, busy, and awesome. Women's roles are changing, and Renogen is the product of our changing world. We can now enjoy the lifestyle that has been enjoyed by men for centuries. This is a guilt-free pleasure. It's fun. It's exciting. <laughs> Renogen will deliver you a wild experience guaranteed or your money back. So they provide a money-back <laughs> guarantee. The craziest thing is this has been highlighted by the New York Post, Glamour, um, and we actually saw a couple videos. Uh, one was on Good Morning America. And the idea of this, which is really crazy, you can call this company and rent a guy. And for whatever, if uh, the article that we, we reviewed, uh, women that wanted to go to a work event and they didn't want to go alone, they can call this rent agent or go online and reserve a gentleman and they can accompany you as your date or your play boyfriend or what have you. I think I just saved my comments for myself. Go ahead on this. <laughs> I think it's 
like it's just interesting. How much is it like two hundred dollars an hour? Yeah, I think it's like it's something like two hundred dollars an That's hour. That's a really expensive service. I just I feel like my money could go somewhere else. Maybe four hundred one k. I don't know. Uh, just savings. It's it's like is it that serious? My thing is if you rent a gent, especially they I know they have the service in D.C. And if you're in the social, um, the social, if you're a socialite, I mean, D.C. is is kind of small. And I, I know a lot of young professionals frequent park a lot. And if you're renting a gent to go there, they're going to see you every week. I mean, it's a city, but the social life is, is small. Um, I'm just, wouldn't it, somebody see you with someone and they're like, oh, that's my friend, boo. And it's like, no, this is my boo this week. I rented him. Like, <laughs> I just don't know, you know, what what profile of woman, and no offense to, you know, women that do participate. Maybe you guys can uh, t- talk to us on our social media, shoot us an email, and let us know, you know, how it is to rent a gent if that's what you do. But I just don't know, you know, a woman that in, that I would think that would rent a gent. Or perhaps there are a lot of women that think this is great and would just never Im- admit it, but... You know, if nothing else, Can't I think... can you just get a cousin to take you? Well, maybe... If, uh, I don't know. I, I, but the thing that gets me is the people who rent a gent to do their household chores. There was one, one lady... And um, babysit their children. Yeah. It, like, you couldn't get a nanny? What is what is up? You gonna leave your kids with some strange man. Well, this... Uh, according to the website, the man... Uh, it said that the man was... He was... Uh, very attractive, and he was very intelligent, and so she felt comfortable with leaving him with her children. So she shouldn't have children. I think that's all that matters to her. That might be <laughs> well, fellas. Um, I definitely am going to be pumping in the gym a little harder, so I can, you know, <laughs> I can audition and see if I can do it. I would just encourage all our male listeners to get out there and hey, I mean. We we'll always be employed. We can <laughs> sign up. This for is sarcasm, gym. people. Don't sign up for this. Hey, look. I mean, if you're on top in 2014, <laughs> there are multiple ways to make money. You should, you know, Susie Orman has encor- encouraged us to have multiple uh, strands <laughs> of revenue. So I say, hey, you know, get it how you live. If it works <laughs> for you, go ahead on to uh, rent a gent and 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 sign up. And I mean, I wouldn't, yeah. Hey, let's let's just make it happen. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that's interesting. I'm, we're just gonna, yeah. With on that note, we're we're gonna do the quote of the day. Um, it, that was interesting, but you know, at brunch culture, everything is up for discussion. So hey, you know, we just talk about everything. The quote of the day is: "Don't tell me you're proud of me when you pass up every opportunity there is to support me." By Trent Shelton, and that is so real. Yes. It. Support is an action word, people. It's not a status on Facebook. If you're gonna support me, show up. Loyalty is real, and if you're gonna be, if you're gonna be somebody that supports somebody, be present. Don't need the oh, I send you a text, say I support you, or sing, and I never see you. Support right. is real. Be present in the lives of people and show that you appreciate and value them, because. It's nothing like somebody being there for you. So support people. Support those you love. And remember, brunch culture, everything is up for discussion. We want you to tune in next week. 
and get some more of this Brunch Culture conversation, remember to follow us on Twitter at Brunch Culture, Facebook at Facebook.com slash Brunch Culture, Instagram at Brunch Culture, at Brunch underscore Culture. On Instagram, it's Brunch underscore culture and if you want to hear something you have a topic you want us to discuss or you want to comment on something we talked about remember you can email us at brunchculturebc brunchculturebc at gmail.com we look forward to conversing with you next week where we'll have more topics for discussion and more interesting things to talk about and make sure that you guys download the Spreaker app and follow us on Spreaker. If you like the show, if you like what you hear, you want more content, definitely download the app. Follow us on Spreaker. You can also link the app to your iTunes. So whenever we have new episodes, they'll show right up in your iTunes as well. Um, follow us, listen to us, share it with your friends. We want Brunch Culture to be around for a while, and we want to interact with you guys more. So hit us up on social media, download the app, and make sure you follow us. And thanks for listening this week at Brunch Culture, where everything, everything is, is up, up for, for discussion. discussion.